This DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now, and you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. Welcome back to the Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by the Playdate Boutique. The Playdate Boutique is based in Norfolk, Virginia, and it's Norfolk, Virginia, and it's owned by our very own Deja Bellamy from right here in Jacksonville, Florida. In this boutique, you can find the latest fashions for women as well as a little designer wear. And don't worry, fellas, there's a little something in there for you too. The grand opening is January 1st, 2019. Great way, right? The information to get in contact with this boutique is Facebook, The Playdate Boutique, LLC, Instagram, The Playdate Boutique, underscore LLC. The phone number she can be reached at is 904-868-9416. And the website is www.theplaydateboutique.biz. So y'all make sure y'all check that out. Support a fellow Duval entrepreneur making some big moves. Let's start the new year off right. Um... So now, now that the Classic is over and the Marching 100 has defeated Bethune-Cookman once again, I'm now sitting down with two of the greatest to dissect this HBCU beat. So, as you know, I have my unofficial co-host, Mr. Tom Diamond. He's one of the greatest. Who else would be better to do this? What's going on? What's going on? Rattler. <laughs> and then I have Mr. Ruben Riffin. You can find him on Instagram at M I S T E R R I F I N. That's on Instagram and Twitter. He's a Bethune Cookman graduate. He pledged the Delta Beta chapter Alpha Phi Alpha. He currently works at Indiana University of Bloomington in advancement. Also, he has a brand at Maintain Respect. M-A-I-N-T-A-I-N-R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's on Instagram, which focuses on raising money for college and high school students. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Diamond, you want to say anything before we got started? Ruben, anything? No, I mean, just happy to get started. You know, this lifelong rivalry in the great state of Florida. So let's talk about it. All right. So my first question, and we'll start with um, we'll start with we'll start with BCU because Ruben, you're a guest, and we have to treat our guests with respect. <laughs> Show some hospitality. So we'll let you go first. What made you choose BCU over FAMU? Uh, honestly, um, I chose Bethune Cookman because it was different. Um, getting out of high school, I I hooped all my life, and I was getting ready actually to go play ball at Liberty University in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. And I had tore a ligament in my shoulder and they wanted me to go to a JUCO. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to be one of these, you know, people chasing the hoop dream and playing out of JUCO to transfer to D1. And um, so I was looking at what my other options could be. So I actually ended up going to this other small school in Lake Wells, Florida for a semester um, called Warner College. And I actually tore a ligament in my knee. So I was like, okay, this hooping thing ain't it. So when I was looking at different schools to go to, I've actually had older family members who went to a fam unit. And um, they had a great experience, and I know people who went. Uh, but I just wanted something different. Like, I wanted to be able to create, like, my own legacy. Because at the end of the day, like, my family, you know, not being from the States, uh, college is still kind of a new thing. 
So I wanted to. And where are you from? I ain't mean uh, to cut you off, but where are you from? Oh, I guess. I'm, I'm Haitian, so my family hey, is originally. Yeah, you know, the, the Zoe's in the building, the Zoe's in the building. So, yo. <laughs> so, you know, it's a. It was it was an opportunity for me to like not really necessarily follow in the footsteps of my my older cousins or people that I grew up with that I considered cousins and I was like you know what Bethune is small um, I could be a big fish in a little pond if I want to I could possibly walk on the basketball teams it was just a lot of opportunity um, that was at Bethune for me that I didn't really see at fan so that's kind of how I made my decision. Okay, and Diamond, what made you choose FAMU over BCU? Well, I, I would have went to Bethune, but I got accepted in the fam. So, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, um, my dad, <laughs> my dad, uh, my dad went to FAMU. Um, my dad went to FAMU and my mom went to FAMU. Crazy enough, um, they both grew up in Daytona, which is kind of wild. They met in middle school. They grew up in Daytona. And so I have half of my family, my mom's side of the family. It still lives in Daytona, actually. And they big Wildcat fans. They support university. Um, you know, boosters and all that. Um, but my, my parents um, got out of Daytona, and they didn't want to go to Cookman. They went to FAM. And so my entire life, I grew up um, around the culture. You know, just living in Florida, being from Jacksonville, FAMU is heavy, heavy in Jacksonville, you know. Um, and so – just being around it and seeing what it was. I heard so many war stories. I heard so many just positive things and fun things from the set, from when you could drive through the set, um, from McGuinn and Diamond to everything. My parents had lived it. And it was always like this fantasy land. Me growing up as a kid, my dad would just tell me random stories at times. Like I remember we was at Gibbs, we was in Gibbs, and this happened, and this happened. And I'd be like, God damn, that shit sounds fun. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it sounds so lit. And then my mom would tell me stories, and then I can always tell they have, like, it was like I was too young, so they'll leave certain parts out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was just pumped, you know? And then when I got, when it came time, high school time, you know, it was like at the time, fam, you had the number one pharmacy program in the nation, um, producing top uh, the top number of PharmDs as far as com- completion, 100% completion for their pharmacy um, pharmacy boards. And so it was like a win-win. I was like, yeah, I'm going to found. And so that was my whole thing. That was like what I was doing. That's what I was stuck on. And so, yeah. Yeah, so for me, um, I actually did not want to go to HBCU. I actually wanted to be at FSU. I wanted to go to school on a track scholarship. One of them type. Yeah, I'm one of them. But I always give credit because I feel like, you know, fam, you changed my life and, you know, shaped me to be the woman I am today. Because we all know, like, coming to fam, you was, I don't know, like, it was crazy. Especially when you're from Duval. Like, it was real crazy. We didn't even you get into that. <laughs> I used to hate being called ratchet. And people used to actually think I was from Miami when I first got to fam, you. Because I used to have, like, every pair of Jordans that came out, I used to be the girl Yikes. with the ripped jeans, the, the you know, just dressed for class every day. Like, I was real urban or whatever until I kind of, like, switched up my style when I started running for positions or whatever. But I didn't want to go to FAMU. I really didn't. I actually went on a college tour. Then you seen me tell that part of the story. <laughs> I, you, you were a part of it. You had to influence me. But I went okay. on a college tour. 
And when I rolled on campus, my very first time being on FAMU campus, I rolled past, uh, what is that? Patty Foot first. Big mistake. I boo-hoo cried. I was like, mama, this look like the projects off of good times. I don't want to go here. I was snotty nose. My mama was like, let me tell you a little black ass something. This is the only school that's probably done accepted you out of every school you done applied to. This school is giving you a chance and you better take it. Before we could even finish the tour, she was down there at um Gibb submitting my um housing uh registration and she paid that two fifty. And I'm not like, refundable. Yeah. Not refundable. So I'm just sitting here on the whole way home. I'm pouting. I'm mad at the world. I literally just did not want to go to family. But family, like, literally was the best decision I ever, well, that was ever made for me. <laughs> yeah. Until I graduated and Stella May started hitting me up. You know, I was, yeah, my mom, I'm like, um, I didn't ask to go to college. So I shouldn't have to pay these student loans. <laughs> but, okay, so next question. What was your best experience? Ruben, you can go first again. What was your best experience at DCU? Uh, my best experience, I would say, yeah, I, there was so many because when I was at Bethune, like I think that's when Bethune started, um, kind of being more recognizable. Like I don't think people was really even paying attention to Bethune for real. They like when I got there, people were saying, "Oh, you go to backup choice university." Ooh, I was like, damn. Oh, I ain't yeah, even, they, I ain't even ooh, that. Yeah, yeah they was yeah, that, they was coming with the new. heat. Let me, Let me write that down. Hold on. <laughs> It was coming with the heat, man. But um, I mean, we had a new president come in after my first year. Um, a lot of people got promotions. Um, so just being a part of that growth. So I don't think I could pinpoint any one thing. Like, of course, pledging was was a great experience within itself. Um, but just being a part of the growth, um, and I honestly, like to be transparent, being at the peak of Bethune, because like right now Bethune's struggling, man. Like Bethune's going through it. But to have, my best experience would definitely be the all-around experience of seeing how Cookman actually grew um, at the time, like being able to also be on SGA. So, you know, doing vice president and doing president, being on the road court, changing some things. Like when I was in school, we implemented the whole Mr. Bethune-Cookman thing. Um, hey. We started a male initiative on campus. So, like, now there's a whole bunch. There's, like, a, literally a focus on male development programs i think like now we have progressive black men on campus so really like my i don't have any one thing just being a part of that growth learning to work with people that i never you know would see myself working with or being around because with you being from jacks and people thinking you from like miami i'm originally from naples florida so you know people that are familiar with the state of florida naples is known as like a retirement all white kind of bougie town or whatever rich it's a big rich town <laughs> so coming <laughs> so coming to bethune i'm seeing people that like i don't Ooh, know i'm child, like you know i'm ghetto. not trying to be stained but i'm like oh the ghetto. Red. <laughs> Trap. i'm like she's going to the calf with a bonnet on her head i said what in the world i said i'm thinking there's like food stamp lines and whatnot but <laughs> But when you when you in the mix of that environment and you learning how to work with different people, like you get to see their passion. Everybody at the end of the day, I think that went to Bethune, whether it was by choice or not. When I was there, everybody wanted to see Bethune be better. And I think one thing that made my experience what it was is that uh, some of my mentors that were there at the time who are now either presidents or vice presidents at other universities, we weren't. We stopped trying to compare ourselves to like a FAMU, or stopped trying to compare ourselves to like a 
in Cat or Morehouse or anything like that. Like we was just trying to be Bethune. Like yeah. we just wanted to and so I think that that's what made my experience what it is. So what was your worst experience or like an embarrassing story that you had on campus? An embarrassing story? Yikes. Um I don't know. I never was really in the mix, but I think like probably one of the worst times is like we threw a uh you know, our frat threw a party and like a big fight broke out um at one of the clubs and you know that that like you see how messy that gets because it becomes who started it, then all the legal repercussions that came with it. So having to deal with like dates on the PD, on campus PD, like you know, having like hearing people that look like you say, "Oh, you guys are are you guys are basically another game." And I, I oh, just see, we, we got all that fam. You just yeah, yeah. from Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. that ain't nothing. Man, we was out yeah, the so, game. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was probably the most embarrassing thing because I'm like, I didn't come to college and join organizations to be referred to as a gang, like, and by people that look like me. So that probably had to be one of the more embarrassing things. And I think it's even more so embarrassing that like things like that still happen on my campus, man. Like seeing people get into fights, like, you know, you can't be a thug and be in college at the same time. So that's the truth. Probably. Oh, that's so cute. Diamond, we can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) Duval was a gang. We came in and we was a gang. Full gang, dog. Oh, oh, man. That was horrible, bro. Like, I got got the same – so what was the first question again? It was what's uh, the best experience in best an embarrassing experience. story? So I'm gonna I'm gonna do best experience, embarrassing story, and worst experience because I had a very bad experience, very low okay. experience. So my best experience was, um, um, I mean, of course, pleasure. You know, it, that's easy to say that. You know, shout out to Beta New, but um, just <clears throat> transforming kind of was like my best experience. I remember like. Around 2011, 2012, going into 13, I was like riding cloud nine because I had my brand had started to expand a little bit, you know. And like I was, uh, shout out to Troy Harris, shout out to Breon Love. Um, them boys just kind of took me in. And so, like, my brand expanded because of being around guys like them. And so, I actually started to see a different kind of um black person so to say you know what i'm saying those guys were like very golden oriented and had things going for themselves and they just they just thought on a different level and so i was exposed to different people that was my first time kind of being like flying to different schools you know what i'm saying like that was my first time doing that even before i was a bro and so like i remember troy came to me one weekend he was like yo you want to go to howard and i was like how are we gonna get there and he was like, gee, my auntie got, got a buddy passes. We can just slide for $100. We can go round trip. And so we just went to Howard one weekend with Howard played fam. You on the random. And like, I had the time of my life. So that period, you know what I'm saying? That was a real, real high period for me. Um, most embarrassing story or funny is when I ran over a girl on campus with my car. <laughs> Yo, get this. Yo, no, no, no bull. I ran over, I ran over a girl. So, long story short, it was after after NPHC meeting, and we clown and whatever. We finna, go, I forgot what we was finna go do. And so, you know that street that sit on, um, you know that street that sit, sit with, that run, Pender Drive. Sorry, that street Pender Drive. You know, shout out to the bros again. Pender Drive that sits where the uh, where the where the barbershop is. 
uh-huh. was parked. I was parallel parked on Pender, and I was running to my car. I ran by this girl, like ran by her, and I was like, okay, she was on the left side of the street. I was parked on the right side. Uh-huh. So when I hopped in the car, I just started. You know, you you know, you start backing up without turning and look first. I just started backing up. When I was backing up, and when I went to turn and look, it was like boom. I was like, oh. And so, because I don't know the girl's name, is I can tell the story. So I got out, and like it was funny because her the battery from her phone was out. It was like gone, like she couldn't. Uh, the battery, battery in two thousand eleven. Her baby had an Android razor. too. She had an Android. The, the battery part. That was the first thing I noticed. Like your battery on the ground. But that's she did learn to get hit. Yeah. So so it was it like a movie, dog. I hit her, and, and of course she she was a big girl, of course, but she was a big girl, and so like she was like not getting up. And so, like a movie, dog, the police showed up, pulled up, and they like, um, what happened? And so, you know, fam, you sit on the hill, that hill right by the right by the barbershop. And so she like, he like, she fell down the hill. And I was started laughing. I was like, nah, she ain't fall, bro. I was like, I hit her. And he was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you did what? And so, and so crazy, like, when all this going on, me being a hot boy, I got a suspended license, so they finna run my license. Mm. So, so, I got on my yellow boy. You know what I'm saying? So, first people I called the bros. Like, hey, man, come get me. Come get me. You know what I'm saying? So, when they pull up, the police done ran my license. So, they like, yo, um, we got to take you. We got to take you to the station. So, they putting me. They like, you know, put your hands behind your back. So, they putting cuffs on me, right? Ooh. So, I'm like, yo, is this necessary? Like, trying to talk it out. So, I'm a parenting Coleman, my line, brother. This nigga. Gonna tell them like I'm trying to ne- negotiate not being arrested. He like, hey, can y'all just put the cuffs on them and take them so you know people watching. I'm like, nigga, I'm trying what? to keep them going to jail. <laughs> uh, and you worried about people watching me? So yeah, bro, people looking. So I'm like, so that was I, I didn't end up going to jail. They just took me to the station. You know what I'm saying? That was a good one. My saddest experience, the worst experience was talking about you know what I'm saying that gang that, that gang shit. Um, like. When I when I got to fam, you my freshman year, um, you know it was a group of us. We was wild, man. And um, and rest in peace, Brandon B. I don't the story. I don't want to get into the story, but I lost a friend. He got killed in Tallahassee our freshman year. So that was like one of my lowest moments at fam, you. But it but it transitioned my life. Me, Willie, Willie Beam, it kind of put us on a different path. You know what I'm saying? From losing losing a friend that we grew up with over some foolishness. You know what I'm saying? So, just different things, you know. Okay, so for me, um, what was my best experience? I think my best experience was, I just feel like, I felt like Diddy on campus. So, my best experience had to be when I ran for different things on campus and I, like, won those six wild diamonds. We just had to talk. That, I'm sorry. That was something. I'm sorry. But but my best you so ghetto. Okay, so my best experience was just like me running for different positions and winning these positions and basically just being that that Jacksonville girl like from back home and everybody just seeing like how good I was doing in college and in school and it was just like motivating other people to actually wanna come to FAMU or just feeling like well dang, like I can change my life and do the same thing and like if Tia can do it, I can do it. Cause I literally went to FAMU like with a clean slate, like not like running running from Jacksonville, like from being some big freak from back home, but I like had to just change like my attitude and the way I carried myself. Like like I said, like I used to go to school with the ripped jeans on and new Jordans every week and I kinda like changed my mindset. Like I was going to school 
like Fam- Monday through Monday through Thursday wearing like you know suits and business skirts like in business casual. This was your first Friday. time being in regular classes too. Wow, because you was you know had, the first time being in regular class and changing classes. I was in advanced class. classes. I did not sit in class with crayons all day like you, sir. I was not confined from regular class. Class ain't had no windows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The bell ring. The bell ring. Y'all can't move. Sit down. Can't move. Y'all got to go to lunch first. first yeah, yeah. Yeah, them classes. This is a first exactly. time. You still, you still was walking on campus holding hands with everybody, so you couldn't do much either. No. Beta Duke changed your life. Shout out no. to No. Stop lying to these people. Shout out to Beta Okay, so let me tell you my worst experience, and this is a no judgment zone, but this is me being transparent, and I just have to share it. So... It was like new around New Year's time, going home from Christmas break. I was living in the dorms, and I didn't even want to live in the dorms, but I was living in the dorms, and <clears throat> like every day and every night, like I'm just itching, 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 and I'm like, why am I itching so bad? And it's always like in the crease of my thighs or my legs behind my knees, in my arms, my hands, everything. I'm thinking it's the shower water that was just bad, and I couldn't take showers on campus anymore. So I would go to my mentor's house which was down the street named Gladys, and I would take a shower at her house. So I'm trying to figure out, like, why am I itching? Why am I breaking out? And I'm only itching at nighttime. Like, I'm in the bed, and I'm just itching. Like, I'm staying up all night, can't get no sleep because I'm itching. I went home for a winter break. I'm, like, you know, in my mama bed crying. Like, mama, I can't stop itching. I can't go back to FAMU. Like, it's something in them sheets or something, like, you know, in the dorms. Um, I went to Orlando for New Year's uh, with a friend. And we in the hotel, and I'm still itching. I actually went uh, on New Year's Day. I was supposed to be going to a basketball game, like the Magic and somebody. Uh, and I sat in the tub. I missed the game because I sat in the tub because I was just itching so bad. So I'm just going to sit in the tub because the only, only thing stopping me from itching right now is being in water. So I get back home to Jacksonville after New Year's, and the whole house itching. Everybody itching. I'm like, oh, shit. What oh, I did? My mama itching. My brother itching. My stepdaddy itching. The, my friend that I went to Orlando they was itching and I'm like oh my god like fam you really got something going on so I finally decided to go to the hospital and see what was going on they I told me scabies. yeah but I because I did I thought it was just the water I really thought it was just the harsh dorm water so I finally went to the doctor and they told me you had what is called scabies so I'm like oh my god I'm gonna die what the hell is scabies <laughs> like I'm thinking rabies like I didn't know what it was <laughs> so they ended up giving me this cream everybody had to get treated like uh, we had to like you know basically clean out the whole entire um my room, throw everything away, strip down the bed, spray it down like every inch of the room. Everybody had to like sleep in cream for like seven days. Like this is my whole house now. Then I had to go back to Tallahassee and do the same exact thing. Whole time, fam, you in them dorms they was having like a scabies epidemic, and um that was like really really bad for me. And it was like so embarrassing because I done passed it to everybody in Jacksonville that I was around. Yeah. So. That was crazy. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Wow. Wow, Diamond. Anyways, next question. So let's let me skip one question and go straight to what do you think ignited the HBCU rivalry between BCU and FAMU? Anybody can go first. I'ma let I'ma let Diamond go on and go do that first because he legacy. Uh, I I mean I think that every I think that every um every uh Every you know every hit superhero needs a villain. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's Batman without the Joker? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's Superman without Kryptonite? You know? So every every great story there has to be an antagonist. 
like to the story. And so I don't know if that's where it started the legacy, but I know that's that's kind of like my view on it. it it's this happened. This started way back in the '30s. I forgot how long, fam. You've been playing cooking. It started way back in the '30s, but for the longest, it was it was lopsided, like the rivalry. You know what I'm saying? And part of that has something to do with you know, fam being a um, like these state, these premier state black school. So I don't, I don't know where it started. Um, I like where it is now, other than the fact that we ain't won, we ain't won a classic in eight years. The March one hundred wins. That's all we do. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot. So the hundred wins. The hundred wins every year. The hundred wins in the stands. They don't win on the field. Who? Who? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk formations from this year. And by the way, I'm so hurt because this is my first year not going to the classic in life. For 27 years of me living, this is my first year missing the classic. I was going when it was in Tampa. Like it, I was so hurt. But but let's talk formations. We did we did a tribute to Aretha Franklin. So we did the uh, pink Cadillac. We did um, concert formation, march formation. Um, oh, the arrow in the stands, and we did the diamond. That I heard about the arrow. Doing. I heard about that. We did the diamond that y'all always doing. Now Cookman did BCU, which doesn't count because that's y'all thing. I mean, but I'll count it. BCU did concert. Y'all did march formation, and then y'all did the diamond. That's it. That's all the formations. That's it. It's all about the work ethic. Scott, you gotta y'all get in, deep man. for that. Yeah, you gotta. But you, I, I want to hear what you think. What they think the rivalry came from? I like hearing from the other side. You know what I'm saying? Man, the crazy thing is, um, you know, coming into Cookman, I didn't even really know it was a real rivalry. Like I was never even like, you know, a lot of people in my family, outside of like maybe a couple of cousins that were in the fam, a, a lot of like my older sister went to a PWI, and I had other majority of my family go to like USF, Florida State, UF so I'm thinking like okay I'm about to go to this you know HBCU it ain't really no rivalry um, but the people that I started having conversations with I kind of I kind of really agree with what Tom, Tom is saying about there's always there's somebody got to be the bad guy but on the flip side I think it was more so stands out of like being FAMU's little brother little sister I like I really look at it as a sibling rivalry, cause yeah, we fan being a state school, um, you know, tuition is a lot, you know, cheaper. Um, they have tons more programs, graduate programs, doctoral program. They have a satellite law campus. I mean, family just a bigger school, and with us being so close in proximity, I think like after a while, what you get is you know that's who all you have to really compare yourself to. Like, you don't really hear EWC in the conversation. You don't really Never. hear Flomo in the conversation. Um, and I know Flomo they, they, hurt. Flomo hurt. I ain't cut y'all. Flomo hurt when they moved that campus. They used to yeah. be in St. Augustine when they moved to Miami. See, and, and then it's crazy because we start thinking about that, like, what if Flomo stayed in St. Augustine, what that could have looked like if Flomo and Bethune merged because yeah. they're both private institutions, yeah. you know, both private HBCUs. That could have been a better move, but then, you know, we could get into how every black entity likes to be the one. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, well, so, so Flomo is established through the Baptist Convention, through the National true. Baptist Convention. And so I, I, I don't know why they moved, but I know that's how they were founded. The black, the black national, the black Baptist Convention decided to put a, a college in every state in the South. And so you got Benedict in South Carolina with Morris. You have with Morris Brown in, in Georgia, you know, rest in peace. 
we had Florida Memorial, um, and I forgot what's in Louisiana, but yeah, that's that's how they were founded type deal. When I uh, when some people that I worked with at Formo, you know, told me that. Now I don't know how accurate this is that they they campus actually moved because of racial tension. It did, it did, it so, did. That was one of the reasons. Yeah. So you know, I I I just again, so like for me, the rivalry thing just kind of comes out of being like fans, little brother, little sister, um, and that's again, you know, that I didn't really, I ain't never really looked at it as a rivalry because I probably spent a third, a majority, or half of my college time off family's campus. I was on the hill, like, damn week, homecoming. I'm so glad you can admit that. I mean, but, this, but see, now, I was definitely the road trip in Brunswick. So I was, it, between USF and Fan, I was probably on those two campuses the most. But, I mean, I never really looked at it as a robbery until Classic came around. I don't really, you know, too much even entertain it outside of, like, you know, come Classic time when people start flying with the jokes. Then I might, like, jump in there a little bit. And then kind of leave it at that. But I never thought of it as BCU probably being like CMU's little little well, sister, I guess. Um, but that makes sense. Like you know, when you I just, say, "Oh, take your brother with you." Take yeah. your brother with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I never thought about like that. The only reason I knew, like, I knew about cooking is because my parents grew up in Daytona, and my mom's side of the family, all her side of the family, still lives in Daytona. And so, yeah, my grandma went to BCU, and um. So she wanted me to be a wildcat, but nah, that wasn't gonna happen. But I did want to be a twenty four K dancer. I just can't dance and I wasn't thick enough. I didn't meet the ass requirement. Gotta have that roast. <laughs> you gotta have that roast to got that shake in front of the band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're talking about twenty four K and all that good stuff. So at the classic, what would y'all probably like to see more of? And I'm gonna go first because I know what I wanna see. I feel like at Battle of the Bands, if it's never been done before, that whole day should be for like a cheer competition with BCU versus FAMU, um, the group step show, the same steps that they do during homecoming, they should be doing it during classic as well. And then I feel like, of course, the Battle of the Bands, and um, it was the step show, the Battle of the Bands, the cheerleading. Oh, that was it, right? I think that was it. That's just what I want to see. Like, I feel like that whole day should be based around that and then do something with, like, you know, some some part, something with the alumni, recognize the alumni. Yeah. Uh-huh. Most definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and for me, like, even when I look at Bethune and their, like, whole alumni re- relations and institutional advancement, I definitely think there has to be, like, a focus on, like, really targeting younger alums. I definitely want to see, like, a collaboration between the promoters and the, uh, the university officials and Blue Cross, Blue Shield, whoever is sponsoring it, because what you have is um, you have, like, the daytime events that's not really... I mean, they're they're for alums, but they're for older alums. They're not really making no noise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you talk about having like competitions with, you know, fourteen K versus whoever y'all got, because I don't even think they officially recognized by the band, but oh, they not, they not. So they, then and they never and they never will be right. So you got yeah. that, then you got um, all the fraternities and the sororities, all the different organizations. But I would love to personally see like it, kind of like how I think Bayou Classic. I think yep. they do a whole day, and like they're the they, only they're the only classic that's bigger than us, right? And for years going, and I think Magic City was up there for a while too. Alabama A and M and Alabama State was up there for a little bit. Um, so that's what I want to see. I just want to see like a like it has to be an intentional focus on like younger alums, you know, mid career professional level, and definitely want to see like 
the support for entrepreneurs, like people like yourself, Tia, you know what I'm saying, that's doing the whole podcast thing um, and have and support other people's endeavors. Like, why why is there not um, like a pop-up shop designated in a safe space in an area where people can come, show off their products, talent, skills, endeavors, and like network with each other? Because I think another thing that kind of goes under the wayside is you have a lot of crossover between the institutions. So people might graduate from Bethune and end up going to FAM for like graduate school, or you might have people who have like work graduated and worked at FAM for a long time, and then may come to Bethune in a in a senior leadership position. So I think if that happens, if that's already going to happen with the crossover, why are we not investing into it when they're in undergrad, when they just coming out of undergrad? So that's what I really want to see. That's good. That's a good point. I like that idea because I wanted to do something like that for homecoming um, next year, like something geared towards an entrepreneur mixer or like Rattlers on the Rooftop where, you know, we sit around, we mix and mingle, talk about, you know, future plans, map out business plans. We just have like these different, like a workshop basically with older Rattlers in business to basically adopt some of their ways as upcoming entrepreneurs. Um, so that's really good. I think somebody, who hopefully somebody listening to this will make that happen. I don't even need a cut if they hear it off this podcast. I just need them to do it so I can. Oh, I need a cut. I need a cut for that. <laughs> yeah, them Blue Cross Blue Shield people, fame you advance me, Bethune advance me. Y'all make it happen, man. Right. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I, yeah, I like I like those ideas. I mean, I, I like those ideas. I think that is, you know, just want the to, the week. I mean, Orlando does a great, great job. I'm not put. I'm not pubbing for the city of Orlando or Blue Cross Blue Shield, but they they cut been, the check. Yeah, yeah, they've been great hosts. Cause I remember, like, when it was in Tampa, when we were kids, when I was a kid, Tampa, the city of Tampa, like, just treated the, the game catch, man. They'll they'll shut the malls down at seven o'clock on Fridays. You know what I'm saying? Like, just wild stuff. So that's how it got moved. And since since then, Orlando, Disney, they've been like real good hosts. But like, I think it should. I think it could be like a lot bigger. Um, of course, something like a step show. But you want to give something for every level. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot for that 35-year-old range to do. And then and under that, you know what I'm saying, there's there's some stuff to do. But I got to – and they did that this year. I bet that was pretty dope. Um, but, like, that, just that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So my um, last question would probably be um, – well, no, I'm going to ask this question. I was trying to skip over it, but I'm going to ask this question. Um no, I'm not going to ask it. I was going to ask the PWI question, but I don't really care to get into that because it's about family and BCU right now. So my question <laughs> is, what have you gained from your college experience? Like, you know, like networking or job opportunities outside or maybe pledging and, you know, these lifelong relationships with your line brothers and profites or neos? That's a uh, good question. Yeah, that is. I don't, uh, sorry, you can go ahead and go first on that one. <laughs> that, that's a wild. Uh, that's a big question. Uh, I mean, my life is, my life is better. I mean, that's just the that's the cheap version of it. I remember I was talking to, and I didn't mean to jump to the PWI thing, but I was talking to this one girl who went to Florida State, and she was, and basically her comment was like, you know, do you think that if I have Florida State on my resume that if, a, if an employer sees that and they went to Florida State, that they would that they're not gonna show love. And I was like, hell no, they're not gonna show you no love. You black, you know what I'm saying? That's just mm-hmm. the rea- that's just the reality of it. Like, and 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 it remains true. Like, if you if you look at even yesterday, Florida, Florida State, you know, I've been to tailgates. And I'm a big Florida State football fan, 
I've been to tailgates with Florida State, and I could be wearing a Florida State shirt, and a white person could be wearing a Florida State shirt, and they would walk right past me. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just not at a tailgate. That's just in life. I could be wearing a Florida State hat and or shorts, and a white person wearing the same thing. They walk right past me. I have never been anywhere in life, and I have on any fam you something, and somebody else have on fam you something, and they walk past. We walk past each other. That's just not happening. You know what I'm right. saying? Or even if they don't have it on, if they see it and they know about it, hell, even if they you know, they gonna say they gonna, something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. A, I mean to cut you out, but I got a friend that's a police officer, and she say if she see a fam you tag, she not pulling them over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like straight up, it's just not happening. You know what I mean? So it's that it's that family. Um, it's that I think what you get from it most most importantly, somebody has said I think it was Amir. He, he was like, you know, fam, you is the closest thing to heaven that you might get, you know, because Jesus is black and HBCU is heaven, and so I totally agree because it's the only like kind of safe zone where you can be completely yourself, hundred percent, you know, the aspiring person as an eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one year old, however old you are in a safe zone and you can kind of learn about yourself and grow like that. And so, I mean, I've just, I've gotten jobs in different hospitals um, just from being a FAMU grad, you know what I'm saying? Take, take beta new out of it. Just like, just from being a FAMU grad, that connection, because after you leave undergrad and you, and you, and you're in the world, you know what I'm saying? We just look for like similarities. And so, Anybody who went to FAMU, and, and honestly, if you, if you went to Cookman, you know what I'm saying, we might give each other a hard time, but, like, if you went to one of the schools and I recognize you, like, you automatically, in most cases, are going to get a look just because of that. Because, it, it, you, you know, you know what you had to go through to get out. And so if somebody else went through the same thing and got out, you feel like there might be, a, you know what I'm saying, they might be a good product. And so in every level of life, I've experienced it, you know what I'm saying, even here in medical school, you know what I'm saying. I've had professors recognize me from for, for going to uh, Florida A&M, and so it's a it's a different ball game. Mm. Yeah, man, I think you really hit the nail on the head, honestly, with the the sense of feeling comfort, feeling that you like almost it's heaven like, right? Like, yeah, HBCUs are like utopias, man. They're, yeah. There's nothing like an HBCU anywhere, you know, and I hate the fact that I'm hearing so much terminology about like MSI, which is like minority serving institutions like, no, HBCUs were founded by us for us. And Mm -hmm. um, I think the one thing that I got from that was I was able to see the diversity within black people, you know, people of color, your Haitians, your Jamaicans, your your well off, you know, HBCU students that may come from. PG County in Maryland, you know, very wealthy, you know, mm-hmm. place in Maryland, or they may come from, you know, polka beans in, in Dade County. Like, but everybody that, for the most part, that comes to HBCU, they come because they want more. Yeah. And to be around people like that and to be in a space where you're welcome, not because of your athletic ability, not because of your, uh, maybe you have some type of talent, but just because that you want more. And, you know, I think that's the flip with me working at a PWI now. I mean, I work at one of the biggest, you know, 50,000 plus students on one campus, eight campuses system-wide, the largest private employer or the largest employer in the state of Indiana. And some of the struggles that I hear the students go through, it's like, damn, like, why would you even want to come here? Like, I'm not trying to go to school somewhere where I'm being called a nigger or, 
I'm seeing nigger written on garbage cans and, and you know, I got to call campus safety to get from one place to another because I just don't know. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to yeah. throw no shade at where I work because you know, it's, it's a true place. It's they're doing a lot of they're doing a lot of intentional um, work to to make race relations better. But that's a conversation we never even needed to have at a platoon or at a fan yeah. because we were welcome. You know what I'm saying? So I think that sense of belongingness, that sense of welcoming. Um, I also say this: the thing that I can't, that I, I, if I could wrap it up and say, what did I get from the Thune or from my HBCU experience? It's that charge. When I'm kind of growing up in the church, right? When you go to church, you get a, you get like when you go to church on Sunday, you get a charge to carry out through the rest of the week, and then you come back and get refreshed on that Sunday. I think when you graduate from a from a HBCU, you have a charge to make life better for other people. And primarily for people that look like you. Mm-hmm. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with me saying, I want to make life better for black people first and other people second. It's not racist. It's not prejudice. We just go through enough. We've been through enough. Um, I see it all the time. I, when I was at Bethune from 2011 to 2014, when I left, three different people that were vice presidents are now presidents at different institutions. So you have... Uh, Dr. Lucas is at Virginia Union. Um, Dr. Abdullah is at Virginia State. Dr. Warmack was at Harris Hill State. I mean, you even have Dr. Lalonde, who's a VP at Benedict. These are people who showed me that even at the peak of your game, there's still more to be accomplished. There's still more to do. And even if you're not doing it at your alma mater, even if you're not doing it where you've put in a lot of time and service at, you got to make life better for other people, primarily that people that look like you. So that's the one thing I took, like, that I could carry with me is that I have a charge at the end of the day, no matter what it looks like, no matter where somebody graduated from school, no matter what you do, my charge is to work with you to make life better for other people that look like us, man. Like that's the one thing I could say I took. That's real. Yeah. That's, that's, I I feel like we all kind of took that um, from our college or university. I can just, you know, to wrap it up, say what I gained from my college experience is, um, I don't know when I travel, you know, because there's so many people from so from all over the world that I went to school with. I don't have to ever pay for a hotel because I always got friends. They'd be like, "Hey, you can stay with me <laughs> when you visit." <laughs> so, oh, so, so hotels are never in the budget. <laughs> it's crashing at people's spot, man. Exactly. Or when you were just real well known on campus, so when you come back to campus, a lot of stuff you don't have to pay for or. You know, SGA, when you were so involved, they kind of remember you as, like, one of the big shots. So they're not really, you know what I'm saying, putting pressure on you sitting in the VIP section in Gaither Gym or Al Lawson when you know you ain't buy no ticket for VIP, but you're like, oh, yeah, my face still good. You know. My card, my card is still good. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to pull that card every time. Like, listen, this event wouldn't have been made if I wouldn't have put it into the uh, Constitution or the statue, all that good stuff when I was at FAM. So, look, let's just act like I paid for this ticket and let me sit down. But, yeah, I almost had to, like, elbow a couple of these uh, security people at, uh, what this was, the Diddy, when uh, when Gillum was... Um, Another thing his, I missed. Yeah, his, his, his party or whatever that he had, like, them girls was like, they ain't know me. And I was feeling them type of way. Because I sat down in the VIP section. They was like, oh, man, you can't see her. And I had to oh, around like, wow. oh, she must not know who I am. I'm going to forgive you in advance. <laughs> so I had, you know, call my good people. Like, look, she don't know me. She young. She just got here. I don't want to tussle with this child. Tell her who I am so I can sit down in peace. 
Oh, oh, like y'all waiting on Diddy to show up, and I am Diddy. She need no Tom. You want to know something that what hurt my feelings though? I went to uh, it was a random weekend. It wasn't a weekend. It was like yeah, it was a weekend. I forgot what was happening. Fake the funk. Not last year before I left before I left the country, and um, I forgot why I was in Tallahassee. I slid in and I was sitting up front, and uh, Jordan Seeley, he was Mr. Family at the time. And he was like, uh, I just want to shout out, shout out that boy Tom Diamond in the building. Boy, nobody clapped. Boy, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> exactly. It hurts your ego when you know. It's, oh, I like, feel like. Why you see that nigga, boy? Yes. <laughs> it, hurt, clapped, it really boy. hurts your ego when nobody knows who you are on campus anymore. When it's like, bruh. I feel like the old uncle or the old auntie at the cookout on, or on Thanksgiving, you trying to tell your kids how fun like, you even back in the day. Yeah, y'all don't even remember. Yeah, y'all yeah. don't even know. Back in the day, your auntie had the juice. Your mama was the shit back in the day. And it's yeah. like, these kids just don't know. Like, these kids really don't know. <laughs> hurt, it hurt my feelings, though. Hurt my feelings. Yeah, I was hurt, too. But it's okay, because the legends remember. Legends remember legends. These new kids don't know no better. Legends Girl. never die, man. Legends, Le- legends, never, legends die. never die. Never. Exactly, exactly. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to make our comeback, all of us. Legends, but, legends, um, legends never die. All right, they'll 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 recognize us one day when they go through their old history book. <laughs> Yo, we old like we did, no, no, real talk. I don't know if y'all do that. I don't know if y'all do that. But we used to do a, a yearbook. I know that sounds crazy, but like we found some old yearbooks for fam. This probably school probably too big to do it. But that shit was lit. It looked pretty live. Like, yeah, I wish we could do that, or they could do that again. Like. Maybe one year, like SGA will do it. Like a digital yearbook, that'd be too wild, you know, man. Whoever listening, and family, y'all give me credit for that, please. I know somebody gonna act like they niggas always act like they invented the wheel. Like, oh yeah, I thought of this good idea. Like, you ain't think of that, right? But it's forty five minutes into the podcast, so they definitely ain't gonna think to go listen. You know what I'm saying? This far into it, to be like, you ain't get that from them. Yeah, you ain't, ain't make that up. You got that from that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke somebody that stole my idea. That's all good. That's all good. But we're gonna wrap this show up. Thank you guys for tuning in. Is there anything you wanted to say before we um ended the show? Any y'all want to give out your social media handles one more time for any listeners? Uh well, I just want to say I appreciate you for you know allowing me to be on with y'all. Y'all some real family legends for real. Um I I think about my times on on the highest of seven hills or whatever y'all be saying. Different parties and whatnot. And it's like, oh, there go that boy degree. Tom. There go Tia. You feel me? So I just appreciate, you know, being able to rap with y'all. Good to see y'all doing good. Um, for anybody that want to keep up with me, uh, Mr. Riffin on all social media, M-I-S-T-E-R-R-I-F-I-N. Um, if you ever want some merch, holla at your boy, maintain respect on IG. And one love always. Top Posse taught us those one more time. Hey, you know, stop course, stand up. Give you, hey, give you information again for your merchandise. Uh, maintain respect. Maintain respect. What can they get it at? Um, just hit me up on the ground. Just hit me up on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like supporting black business. I gotta grab me some stuff, man. I That's try to. Love. I try to support everybody. All my friends who got um who got merchandise. I used to buy I used to buy Tia uh mascara even though I ain't, I ain't even that type of closet dressing but she had uh what was it feeling fancy yeah feeling fancy grab me some lipstick you know what I'm saying nah nah but uh, this I just warmed my heart <laughs> I 
I am I am Tom Diamond on social media. I'm be back in the country in two weeks. Turn up. My boy in Zimbabwe doing big things. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be back in two weeks though. So uh you know what I'm saying? Y'all go ahead and start sending them hey big head texts now so I can line it up. You know what I'm saying? Drinks on time. He got that doctor money. No. <laughs> oh, he now he love to get the bitches with Hennessy. So y'all check, y'all make sure y'all check up ahead when he get it. Why you just throw me under the bus like that? That's, again. that's his signature drink. That's his signature drink. Damn. <laughs> I told you I don't drink, man. God, oh, man. oh, God. Well, I had to get you back. I owed you like three, four more times for what you did last episode. Woo. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Well, we're going to wrap this show up. Y'all know what to do. If y'all like the show, got any feedback, comments, questions, concerns, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, at Tia versus Fancy Cash. Like, rate, and review the show on the Apple Podcast app. Until next time. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Yo. Yo.